Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. It's Russo, it's Tom, it's Thomas. Uh, it was a good week. All-Star game was pretty bad, but it was fun regardless, I think. We got Flame Leafs tonight. Both teams are rolling as of late. The Leafs have won six straight, the Flames have won four straight. Um, and we are going to be doing something a little bit of fun. We're going to do a projected 2026 Olympic roster, assuming NHL players are going. Uh, we just thought we'd have a little bit of fun with that. So um, we'll get into it. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I know you said the uh, All-Star game was kind of boring. And that's where I will say the actual games itself, there was a couple of good ones in comparison to other years. That was a decent all-star game. There was no crowd. Sorry, Vegas, no crowd. Uh, but I will say for the skills competition, if the camera angles weren't complete shit, that would have been pretty good. They didn't think those out. It was pretty hard to watch some of the events. But they were pretty cool. The one in the fountain was pretty cool, except for um, mm. the camera angle and you couldn't see anything. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought it was... Eh. I thought it was thought, so ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I'm it was better than other years, like in St. Louis, and nobody hit anything from the 500 level. That's true. Yeah. But it, like the thing is, it was better. Just like the commentating, it's like, oh, here, here you go. Like it's supposed to be fun, man. Like the fountain, there was no noise. It was just yeah. them shooting pucks. And like saw, Jerry D, dude, you're funny. Like, come on, where is I that? No, man. I saw or someone the, say, sorry, I saw someone say that. All the interviews were like with the players were like like intermission interviews. That's what it sounded like. Get biz, like get the spinning chicken guys to do the, interviews. Yeah, why didn't they do that? ESPN was broadcasting it. Well, apparently but Chris like Chelios one... was like pissed drunk. <laughs> Who? Chris Chelios apparently wasted oh, on the broadcast. Oh, probably. I like the one. It was in the fountain when they interviewed Warren Skinny, like yeah. with a straight face. Was like, I've dreamed of this my whole life. It's such a great <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> be doing this it's like yeah sure dude 10 year old you was thinking wow i'm gonna i'm gonna do an interview with jerry d yeah (laughs) i'm gonna do it in a fountain didn't even know who jerry d was because he's american Uh, the only cool thing was in my opinion the zegris was dope so sick he should have won he should have won buddy easily easily the jack hughes thing was fun i don't even remember what petrangelo did he just like scored you won but he won won. (laughs) It's the house always wins is what it that's yeah. what that was. Yeah. Uh yeah, because was it John Ham gave him a 19? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other thing was not every bit of it was live. That's right. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent the 21, right? The 21 was pre-recorded and must have took forever because the sun went down. Yeah. In the 10 minutes it took them to air that the sun went down. So yeah, it was pretty shit. Um <laughs> That's in my opinion, at least. Uh, anyway, um, we'll start with you guys. We'll start with the Leafs because they're on an absolute tear right now. They've won six straight. Uh, they just beat the Hurricanes. Um, I only saw the overtime, but I heard it was a pretty good game, so I'll let you guys get into that. Uh, yeah, the Leafs, the laughs, the Leafs. Thomas, you want to take this away? Yeah, we don't have to go into Ted depth because we have to do that roster thing, but – like the Leafs are rolling, like you said, Russo. Mitch Marner's at the head of that. Eight goals in eight straight games. Actually, sorry, I think it's like ten goals in eight straight games uh, in total. But he's been on a roll. I mean, if he could do this in the playoffs, the statue is already ready. It's all bronzed up. It'd be ready if he does this in the playoffs. But he just unfortunately can't do it in the playoffs. Only the regular season, kid. Um, but yeah, they're rolling. Like it's there's something there that I don't know whether a trade ruptures that chemistry that they have going right now. Uh, Matthews obviously banged up in the third period. He seems to be okay. Morazic beat his, I guess, quote-unquote nemesis in the other cage and Frederick Anderson on Monday night. So a lot of storylines. And the worst part about this, guys, is no one was in the stands for that. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 500 people were in the stands to watch so, that great game. So boring. Carolina and Toronto always play at a massive big game versus each other at home uh, at uh, Scotiabank Arena. Don't know why, but these two teams just kind of click. And... I would love to see a playoff series between these two teams. Uh, just the way they play, the style they play, Rod Brendamore style, Sheldon Keith style, they're scoring, they're defensive-wise. It's all really good. But what did you think about it, the game, Tom? I thought it kind of proved that like the Leafs are 
can at least compete with the contenders. And like Russo, I said two weeks ago, I don't know if it was on the podcast or in the group chat when we were talking about like who would the Leafs play in the first round. It was, and him. I was like, was man, I, I kind of want to fall to a wild card spot. I don't want to play Tampa or Florida. And what's the wild card too. spot going to be? Probably Carolina. And I like, I don't want to play Carolina, but there's no good option here. Uh, they match up like in terms of style. Match probably match up really well. I thought Freddie played unbelievable. <laughs> Mrazic too. Uh, and I guess like missing Muzzin, I didn't know if Carolina had any injuries, like any major injuries. But I thought like that was a playoff style game between two playoff teams, two contending teams, depending on how you want to view the Leafs and Canes who seem to never be able to get over the hump. But I thought that just kind of proved like if the Leafs go into the playoffs, granted, if they get a defenseman and the trade deadline's coming up, so maybe we can talk about that next show of who our targets would be. I already have some people in mind. But I thought they played really well. It was a almost a statement game, if that makes any sense. You know, it wasn't their full roster, but they played really well against Carolina. And they came out on top. So, And then, like, Marner, where the hell is this goal? Street coming. <laughs> I don't know. He's uh he's doing it just in time to croak in May. Yeah, literally, right. Yep. So and yep. I think the only guys Carolina might have been without, again, I didn't really watch the game, was I don't believe Tavo Teravinen played. And yes, Barry Cockney is in COVID protocol, but I don't know if that was before the Leaf game or after. He could have played and been invisible, so I'm gonna assume yeah. he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, we'll see. Well, I look forward to more of that uh, playing more of Carolina. That was a really fun game to watch. And, and like you said, Tom, for the trade deadline, it's going to be in a few weeks. Like usually, well, actually, Duba said, he already said he's going to make a trade, uh, I guess, before the trade deadline. So that's usually like a week and a half, two weeks. So we could be talking about a trade maybe next week or a week and a half from now on the podcast. So we definitely should do that uh, trade target for both our teams, Flames and Leafs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. One name I will say right now, without going too far into it, I want Justin Brown <laughs> in a bigger deal with the Philadelphia Flyers, and that's where to, I will leave that. To also okay. get Claude Giroux. All right, that's a nice tease, Tom. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, um, Thomas, you got any last thoughts on the Leafs before we? Move no, on? we can go on to the spanking flames, Russo. Oh, another another spanking. I love this. Um, yeah, so they beat Vegas last night, 6-0. Um, <laughs> Jacob Marshall got his eighth shutout of the year. This guy, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> he has as many shutouts as the Montreal Canadiens have wins. That's exactly. so embarrassing. It's, yeah. I, I guess that just speaks how good the Flames have been in general defensively. They've been really strong. But Markstrom had a really, really, really strong game last night. And you'd probably see a 6 nothing game and go, oh, he probably didn't get that much work. Uh, Vegas had... There were opportunities, and especially Nolan Patrick, the guy was everywhere last night. Um, they were they were without Mark Stone, still without Jack Eichel. Um, I, Vegas, they don't play for like a week. So it was probably like, ah, oh, we'll keep Stone out just so we don't hurt him or something. But um, getting into the Flames, they looked great last night. I missed the first 10 minutes of the game, and I was, I was listening to it on my way home from work. And it was like, they were, it was like chaos. Like Gajaro was everywhere, Kachuk was everywhere. I think Mangiapane had a few chances. I uh, mm-hmm. I missed the first. I missed that first goal. Um, the passing play between Gajero and Kachuk was just was unbelievable. Nasty. Like these guys are just on a whole different stratosphere this year. And like Lindholm's kind of being left behind, but he's been great too. Um, Michael Backlund had a four point game. Like for whatever reason, in February, like of every year, Michael Backlund decides like, hey, I'm going to go on an absolute like tear. And he's starting to do that again. That line of him, Mangiapane, Coleman has been really solid. Um, the, the Monaghan line has been really, really bad. Um, yeah. and, and that's what happens when you, you saddle Brett Ritchie to two guys that, <laughs> yeah, they need to do something about that. And uh, the defense, Hannafin and Anderson were really strong last night. Tanev, Shellington were strong last night. Good Branson and Zadorov were okay last night. Um, and obviously Mark Sherman was great in that. So um, they're looking really good. They've won four straight. 
Um, a winning streak will come to an end tonight, whether it's the Leafs six-gamer or the Flames four-gamer. I also don't think it's fair that both times that the Flames and Leafs played, the Flames have been on the second half of a back-to-back, given it wasn't supposed to be like that because the whole team got COVID in December. Right. Um, and they weren't supposed to be playing on a back-to-back, but it is what it is. What it, it's probably going to be Jacob Markstrom again tonight <laughs> because they're not traveling and they're at home and he played a good game last night. I'd imagine Markstrom's going to go again. I don't know how I feel about that, but you are going up against a Leaf team that is firing on all cylinders. So maybe having your better goalie than that um, is a better thing. But then again, Dan Vildar played mm-hmm. probably the best game of his career the last time that these two teams met. So I don't know um, what's going to happen. I'd imagine Markstrom is going to go tonight, though. Um, I I'm do want to. I'm looking at it right now. So far, uh, Vladar is the probable starter. Well, are you on the score? Because that's what it said yesterday, too. Hey, that's my workplace. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, dunk uh, on them now. Yeah, so no, um, no, I but it's always, Shut up. but I think Markstrom's played like on three different back to backs this year. So don't the, give him the, a rest. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. But and um, like the Leafs, like I said this last episode. Calgary tends to like you can play Markstrom back to back nights because a lot of games they don't give up a lot of shots. Sixteen to twenty, the Leafs are going to shoot the lights out. It doesn't. It, it should be a heavy workload for any goalie. Like if the Leafs are one of the highest scoring teams in the league, and if you play a goalie on a back to back, I don't know how many shots Markstrom faced last night. Twenty eight. And you know what? Okay. Good, well, and, a good, and, and a decent amount of them were actually, he had to make some really, really good saves on a few of them last night. So um, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't hate if Markstrom goes tonight. I just, I prefer them to give him some rest because it's how you hurt your goalie <laughs> is that you, you run him into the ground. And I think Markstrom's career most played games might not even be over 50. It might be 55. Ooh. And it might have happened in the 1920 year. Don't quote me on that. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I do want to just touch on real quick. Um, oh, yep. Elliot Friedman on the Jeff Merrick show yesterday, they were talking about the Habs. Jeff Merrick, isn't it 32 thoughts? No, 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 no. Jeff Merrick has his own show. Yeah. So Friedman was on that yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah. You didn't know that. I listened to it yesterday. What? I was, I was at work and I was listening to it. Um, but Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman, they were talking about the Habs and we'll get into the Habs, um, and how big of a much of a disaster they are. And, you know, guys that potentially might be traded. And like he was saying that Christian Dvorak has, there's a lot of teams in the West that are looking at him, but Mm -hmm. Elliot Friedman did say that, um, a a player that a lot of GMs have penciled in after the trade deadline is Tyler Toffoli in Calgary. And, uh, you know what? It's a really good ad. I would not try to get him. A well, couple of years should, ago? Well, he was a free agent. Yeah, I think they, they were in on, I think they were in on him when he was in L.A. and he moved to Vancouver. But the Flames, like, they weren't, really that, good. They weren't really that good in 1920. So I think they backed out because they shouldn't have bought in on Toffoli, but they could have had him for free like two off-seasons ago, just cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Toffoli for – a lot of reasons would be a really good ad. He's a right-handed shot, which the Flames don't have a lot of. Uh, he drives play really, really well. He's fine defensively, which, hey, you can always take a good guy that's good defensively. Um, he knows Daryl Sutter. They won two cups together when they were in L.A. Right. And he scores. Mm-hmm. He scores goals, which the Flames, they dearly need goals outside of their top line. And I saw someone like make a projected roster and saying they got Tyler Toffoli. And it was pretty interesting because you go, the top line stays the same. Then you go Majiapani, Backlund, Coleman, and then you go Dubé, Monaghan, Toffoli. And I went, oh, I kind of like that. But then again, Toffoli can move up and down. You can throw with Backlund and Majiapani. You move Coleman down, who knows? But I do would – I quite enjoy a Tyler Toffoli. The only thing is that he makes four point – his cap's – Cap hit isn't the problem. He makes the, the, the good, money is honestly. fine. The problem is he's not a rental. He's still got term, and you got to sign Gatrol, Kachuk, Mangiapane. Mm-hmm. You know, you would have to send money away in the deal. 
So we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll get it like we'll do it more next week. If hey, maybe Tyler Toffoli will be a flame next week. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe it's um, a very good possibility. Because by hey, the time I we would, record next week, we'll probably be four to five days out from the deadline. That's Mar- is it March first, the deadline? It's the sec twenty second, is it not? I think it's in March. <laughs> I thought oh, it was March first. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they would have still been in the Olympics on the twenty second, no? Huh. So yeah, actually, right. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's March 1st. I want to say it's March 1st. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's March 1st. Anyway, oh. uh, you have a first, right? It is the 21st. Oh, really? The 21st of March? That is really late. Well, well the Olympics, Because it was right? supposed to be the Olympic break, right? <laughs> and the NHL, you know, they don't, they don't like, you know, they don't, you know, change it because, you know, we're not going to the Olympics. They're just going to leave it, you know? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, March 21st, I, that's late. See, I, I thought I was hearing stuff like teams don't have as much time to uh, process their team, like figure out what they have because it's mm-hmm. early. Yeah, March 21st, that's crazy. Unless Google anyway. is completely wrong. It's no, Monday, I, I don't believe they would be. No, I think I think it's Google's right, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's wild. Anyway, um, we'll get into that more next week. We'll do our trade targets and whatnot. Um, real quick predictions for tonight, Leafs Flames. I'll start with you, Tom. Go for it. Ooh. The Leafs like high scoring games. And the last game was a trap game. Which you the last called. game. The last game was a trap game, which I called. Um Leafs are well rested. Calgary's playing two heavy teams back to back. The good thing about last me, night is that they were able to like kind of just one four. Put you on spot. I don't know. Just yeah. take a guess. And you murdered Vegas. And, and they I were always able have to a theory four that lines. Just the that the team that blows out a team rarely loses the next game. Uh, they always win by a small margin. However, that being said, I think the Leafs will probably win this game. I'm gonna go four three Leafs. Okay, Thomas. I'm gonna go three two flames. Ooh, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my prediction from the last time they played because the flames are scoring a little bit more these days. Uh, Five four flames in overtime. We both get points. We're happy. That works. It doesn't really affect our standings. Doesn't affect your standings. Hey, if we both get points tonight, do we? Is there really a loser tonight? Yes, we need to win because if we don't win, we somehow lose ground on everybody else in our division because our division is <laughs> stacked. Well, 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 yeah. the, well, the Flames are fighting for it. Uh, they're they're in a wild card spot right now, but I think they're only two back of LA or they're one. No, they're one back of LA and Anaheim. So point percentage wise, I saw that they're second in the division. Oh, they're first now. Oh yeah, right. They Vegas, Vegas. Yeah. Well, can they just switch it to goddamn point percentage? Like enough with this loser point or one enough. to eight. In normal years, that it makes too. sense because it's rare a team ever gets like more than a one or two game jump on anybody else. This year, it makes so much sense. Come on, there's like a six game discrepancy between yeah some teams and games. Literally, play. It was um, ridiculous. Yeah. So real quick before we get into some things, um, Tuukka Rask officially retired. Kind of sad that that ended up going that way. Uh, real quick, Hall of Famer, yes or no? I'll start with you, Thomas. Yes, Hall of Famer. Tukarask has demised that Eastern Conference for years, and that Bruins team has demised our team, Tom, for a number of years. Leafs legend is going to the Hall of Fame as a Toronto Maple Leaf. <laughs> I just want to say that the Maple Leafs have won that trade because Justin Pogge is still playing professional <laughs> hockey. Is he a Hall of Famer, Tom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I say too. I, I think he's one of the most underappreciated goalies of this era. I There's not many goalies now that I would say get in for sure. There's probably like four, um, like Price, Luongo. Uh, I'm blanking on who the best one was. Broder. Uh, like of the current generation. Oh, goalies. Price, Lundqvist, Lundqvist, Lundqvist is the Lundqvist one Flurry. I was missing on. Flurry probably just based off of he was a nice guy. <laughs> Well, he's also like top like five in wins, no? Also that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he gets in. Yeah, Not for sure, too. for sure, but he'll be in. 
Yeah. Um, and then I kind of I do want to go in depth about the Habs, but we can always do that next week because we're, we're low on time, even though it just happened yesterday. I say we don't want to hold off on the Habs till next week, see what kind of shenanigans they pull. Yeah, we can mention those Marty St. Louis, man. The yeah, coach. Yeah, I uh, so I told my dad, so my dad's a half fan, and I said that to him last night. I well, he knew Ducharme got fired, but he didn't know Marty San Louis was hired. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What the fuck?" It's like, has this guy it, even ever coached? And I'm like, "I don't think so." Weird one. It is, and then you know, you know, it's really funny that he said he was fuck. They might as well just hire Vinny Lecavier. And it's like they are, they are hiring him. Or that's like <laughs> oh my God, they are. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's like an AGM or someone in management, upper management. And I was like, they are hiring him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, that the, was... the scary part is though, guys, like he's the next head coach. St. Louis. Yeah. Why would they hire him so quickly? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, no, they hired him way too quickly, not to be a one-year thing. No, he's the head coach next year. Doesn't matter how he does, he is the next hike. Dude, they fired Ducharme five minutes later. Oh, St. Louis are our he's our guy. Like they clearly had an eye on him for a while. I just yeah, don't they understand. Fired Ducharme less than a year into what was essentially a four-year contract. Yeah. And now they're paying him and Julian and oof. yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. bad. But um it's it is weird that Marty was the guy. That they end up going with, but it's like Rob Brindamore. It's the thighs make you a good coach. If you have thick thighs, you can be a good NHL coach. Marty <laughs> St. Louis has very thick thighs, so he must be a good coach. I don't know. This was, I saw it and laughed honestly. I thought the Habs would actually be turning a bit of a corner here. Man, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. We'll see. We will see. Um, and then really quick, Brad Marchand suspended six games for assaulting Tristan Jerry. It was pretty dumb. It was r- really dumb in, in my opinion. I think that was um, like, why? I just want to know why. Guys, he, he the raft's out of his game, man. He already said like, I don't know, one, two, three, too many fingers to count. He's he already said, said like I'm done with that. Two weeks ago. Yep. Two weeks ago with the Trocheck stuff too. Like, yeah. Hasn't learned. Hasn't learned. Like you said, uh, Russo about Vander Kane, hasn't learned. Yeah. He's getting it, suspended for the repeat offender. He's not getting suspended for what he did. He's just getting suspended because he he's an idiot. What he did was pretty dumb too, though. Yeah, That's but not, not six games on that. Like, yeah. what is he, if he's not a repeat offender, what's that like? two fine yeah like and then do we know about the knee uh from marcus felino did that get a suspension i don't he got a hearing did he he got a hearing right but nothing came of it so far no i don't know anything about that i guess maybe they were too busy dealing with (laughs) martian can he go play in the olympics he should <laughs> That's should. honestly a really good question. He's on suspension from his team. He, it's six games. I don't know how much the Bruins play, but I imagine that's at least like two weeks. <laughs> that would be so crazy. This dude's coming back like over. late February. The Olympics are over in, I think it's like what? The 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. You should go play. Hmm. Can you imagine yeah. uh, Brad Marchand, Eric Stahl, Daniel Winnick? What a line. He should can go. I pick, can he I pick Marshy up if he goes? <laughs> <laughs> we got to have like a draw to see who gets him. A you rock, paper, scissors draw. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but we will uh, get into our projected Team Canada roster. Shall we do that, gentlemen? Sure. Back, ready for our team Canada. <laughs> we never left, Russo. Yeah, never, <laughs> never left. left. That is true. Never, never left. left. Still here. Um, <laughs> but we we are going to do our projected team Canada for the 2026 Olympics. They're in Italy. They're in Milan, I believe. Um, are they? If are they? I'm pretty sure it's in Milan. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. So. They should be going in 2026. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they don't go in 2026, and it's like, uh, okay. 
Um, basically what we did was each of us put out our roster of our own and we came to a consensus of, you know, where guys will be. It's, this was a lot harder than I initially anticipated just because we don't know where guys are going to be in four years. We don't know yeah. what young guys are going to be good. We don't know where, you know, it's going to be, it's a tough roster to make, but we did our best. Uh, it's probably going to be very, very wrong. And we always uh, wrong. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, how many years no. have we been saying Carter hurts? We're going to be elite. <laughs> Thomas he'll, Adam he'll be elite in 2026 year. guys trust me yeah so um he should be fuck hopefully um okay so we're gonna start with the forward group and the top we each line, take a line then yeah, yeah the top line first, was yeah the top line was unanimous between all of us Jonathan Huberto Connor McDavid Nate McKinnon all these guys are probably well, sorry, not probably will still be in the prime of their careers four years mm-hmm. from now. They're most likely going to be the three best Canadian players in the league. If they aren't already, they're probably up there. Um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. We these guys are all playing right now. There's not much to uh, discuss there. So Huberto, McDavid, McKinnon. Yep. Uh, that's our top line. I'll throw to you, Tom. Our second line. Because we okay. we had a winger that Thomas didn't. Yes, Alexi Lafreniere. Now, I will go out and say he's probably deserving of being on here. That being said, with the Rangers and the way they develop their players, I don't know. <laughs> um, all the players that they've ruined, you don't know. Hopefully, Lafreniere. You know, like there was hype that he was Crosby, but on the wing. Uh, not, not yet. Not so far. <laughs> nope. That being said, in four years, he will no longer be a kid, and the New York Rangers will have no choice but to play him because he'll hopefully be quite good. So he's on our left wing. You know, that should provide a little bit of two-way, a little bit of scoring, a little bit of shooting. Good player overall, you know, second line, Team Canada. In the middle, we have Braden Point, uh, who will still be on the right side of 30. Who's probably going to be in this position at this Olympics anyway, if not third line center. Mm-hmm. Team Canada seems to love him going all the way back to the World Juniors a couple years ago in four years. Uh, he'll be just the same. And then to kind of match the skill of Point, we have Mitch Marner on the right wing who definitely will be deserving of being on this team. And I just think, like, the duo of Point Marner seems to be kind of linked, if that makes sense, through the last couple years. Every every team that player or that people put out, they seem to be kind of conjointed because I guess they're seen as two smaller, speedy, but skilled wingers or players. And both underratedly have a really good two-way game. Yeah. That whole line, like, underratedly, you see as, like, scoring, scoring, offense, offense, offense. I think that whole line has quite a really good two-way game. And since Team Canada likes uh, players as well, that could be a penalty-killing line. Point and Marner. Yeah. That could very much be a penalty-killing line. Thomas, why don't you take over line three? Yeah, line three It is a one you look at, you're like, two guys aren't even in the league. So that is Shane Wright and Connor Bedard. We have Shane Wright centering the line because he is more of a two-way guy. He's probably the most compared to Bergeron-esque, I guess you can call that. And then Connor Bedard is going to shoot the lights out, score highlight re goals. And then we have Jordan Cairo on the left wing. Um, this guy has been a stud for the St. Louis Blues. And going forward for their team, he could be their best forward for till 2026 for that matter. Uh, he's a good playmaker. He's a good skilled guy. All of these guys are smallish, right, uh, right-handed players, which can be a strength or could be a weakness for that for that third line. But I think we could switch the fourth line. We could just third line. Doesn't matter. These guys are very skilled, but they can play also a good defensive game. And Jordan Cairo and right, Bedard will just shoot the lights out, guys. Like let's be honest here, Bedard will be. I think Bedard will be on this team. I'm not so sure and sold on Shane Wright just being a lock for now. But his projected definitely could be there for uh, making Team Canada. But that is our third line. Shane Wright, Connor Bedard on the right, 
and Kairou on the left. Yeah, Just and like there's a lot of other players too. Um, like we could have put Barzell in there. Yep. Yeah. Like that's in there. Um, but no, I thought like Shane Wright, like a number one pick. How do you not? Yeah. Yeah, he would have to have a real fall from grace because that's going to be what four years after his draft year. He'll yeah, have a, he'll and it's not like he's in the NHL. It's not like he's projected like a Connor Bedard or a Connor McDavid uh, to put up points like that. Mm-hmm. But it seems like his two-way game's incredibly really strong, yeah. and he could shoot the lights out. And... Well, if you if you asked our buddy Joe, he would th- you he would you would think that Shane Wright's like the worst player to ever live. The way he talks about, him. <laughs> he's like this guy sucks. Like what? You know, he's gonna be your future Habs captain. And uh, just speaking real quick of Bedard, did I see the goal he scored the other day? Oh, oh the one God. where he legitimately. Russo, there's a goal every day, man. Angles. Oh, I know, but like that one was ridiculous. Goes through the guy between the legs, top shelf, like fucking balls, like this mm-hmm. kid has, and he's 16. Yeah, he's nasty. He's insane. He's got two um, more years to do that. This year and next year, yeah. Yeah. And then 2023 is going to be a pretty stacked draft year. Um, anyway, going to our fourth line. You know, Team Canada is always going to bring the veterans. Um, I don't know where these guys might be four years from now. I assume they're still going to be good hockey players. We got Brad Marchand, Sidney Crosby, and Mark Stone. Sid's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. It's. I, I still think four years from now, like I don't think Sid's going to be bad. I think he'll still be good. I think he'll it's be a good, the, good. He's good enough mentally to be able to keep up. Yeah, and it's Sidney Crosby. They're not going to just like shoo him away like he's and he'll probably be the captain of the team he'll probably be a fourth line center but he'll probably be the captain he'll probably play on a power play um he'll be what 37 or 38 something like that like you talk about like bergeron was potentially going to this uh olympics too oh he would have been 100 percent. he would have been 37 38 yeah he'll be 37 so yeah no for sure Sidney crosby's on this team hey might even be the third line center Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, he's 34. Yeah, he'll be like 30, 38. So, um, and then we got Mark Stone, who Mark Stone, I don't even think is 30 yet, if I'm no, not he's 29. mistaken. He's, no, 29. he's 29. So, so, like, he'll, he'll, be so he'll, be 30, he'll be 33, 32, 33 years old. Uh, Mark Stone will still be one of the premier two-way shutdown guys in the league. Um, he, he's never been known for his skating. He's never been a fast skater. So I don't think the speed is anything we have to worry about. His hockey smarts are up there with anybody in the league. We've seen the way he plays. Like the Dmitry Filipovich, like released that takeaway video of him in the bubble, of him just like just robbing guys blind of the puck. Like there's still <laughs> that clip against the Canucks that kills me where like he put, he does like the L1 R1 thing, not the L1. He does like, no thing in NHL where he press L1, he just like drops his stick to the ground. Like he already oh, did yeah. that to fuck, put it through a guy's legs and just went the other way. The guy's nuts. Like in, in that 33-34, he'll still have that, I'd imagine. And Brad Marchand, the guy keeps getting better with age. Um, somehow, some way, this dude just continues to defy the odds. Like he's literally since he signed that deal back in mm-hmm. 2016 or 17, is every year he's gotten better. <laughs> which is wild like he's defied the age curve like father time doesn't mean shit to brad Marchand. so i he might still be there he might not we'll see where his production is in two years and but and he is boys with sid so um we got that um and Ooh. what dave tippett is out in edmonton sorry no 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 way no 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 edmonton wow no no nah, God put a stop it. to this <laughs> oh this sucks why did we have to get this now well did you see what he said because i wanted to okay. talk about the oilers today Boys, we didn't we'll get a finish, chance we'll to. finish this up and then throw that okay let's do this real quick we'll do this quick yeah. and we'll get into edmonton because they had a, we got, they had a we got some time we got some time um and then extra forwards extra forwards uh what do we got? I'm on the wrong page. A little bit of brain uh, fog there, Russo. A yeah, a little bit. Uh, little Anthony Sor- yeah, yeah. We got Anthony Sorelli, Quinn Byfield, Sam Reinhart. I think Byfield's gonna be really good in four years. I really, really yeah. Do. He could be just. I don't know. Like, will he be still be sheltered in four years? Like, I, I don't know. We'll We're gonna have to feed him to the wolves at some point. Yeah, yeah and like, yeah. eventually he'll probably move up to that one C spot. But the Kings have a lot. 
They have Dano and they got Kopitar there forever. So oh, I forgot um, Dano. Damn. Yeah. What yeah. center? And, and all the other U.S. kids too that they have as centers. Yeah. Velarde. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Anthony Sorelli, like one of the better two-way guys in the league. He's having a great year in Tampa. He's still a young guy. I don't even think he'll be 30 when the Olympics roll around. 28 or 29? He'll probably be 28, 29, I think. Or he might just be 30. But I still think he's going to be a fairly young player in hockey terms. So Anthony Sorelli, really, he's one of the more solid two-way guys in the league. So uh, moving on to the D, Thomas. Yep. Start off here. Defense. First D pairing is one of the best D pairings in the league right now, and hopefully in four years it still is. But we have Kel McCarr and Devontae's on that first pairing. Um, unbelievable that Colorado duo can still be good. I don't know if Taze will still be around just because of the cap concerns for that Colorado Avalanche team with Kel McCarr, but one of the most elite defensive pairings we're seeing in the National Hockey League today. Uh, in Milan, hopefully they're tearing it up. Uh, does anyone want to take the second pairing, or do you want me to keep going? No, I just want to touch on that first pairing, too. I just saw uh, Dom LeCision put up his Canada if it was at this Olympics. Mm -hmm. And he had Taves and Makar as the number one pair by a mile. By a mile. And then they'll just keep getting better and better and better. Uh, And then I can take over the second pairing. Mm Mm-hmm. In Dominic Dijon's, uh this year's, he had Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo. We will have Shea Theodore, Aaron Ekblad as ours. I just think that Ekblad's finally hitting his stride, finally getting the recognition. I guess a bit last year too, but uh, then he's he got always hurt. flown under the radar. Always flown under the radar. It's really easy when you, yeah, like with Huberto and Barkov and Ekblad, that's a really solid one, two, three uh, top players. So I just think like, that whole mix of shutdown, puck moving, fast, stay at home. Like, they all do everything. And I think that pairing will be really, really, really good. And they'll still be they'll still be fairly young, right? I think yeah, Ekblad like might be like 30, 31 at that point. Yeah. And same with Theodore. He might be, I think he's exactly. a year older than Ekblad. So they'll be like, for defensemen, they'll be fine. Exactly. So, and then, Marissa, do you want to do the third pair? Yeah, because um, it's got my boy on it. Uh, we're going Jacob Chikrin and Dougie Hamilton. Um, we did have some debate on the third pair. Jamie Drysdale was in there. Bowen Byram is a guy that I had really close making this team. Um, but I Owen think Jacob Chikrin, Owen Power, well. who we'll get into. Um, Jacob Chikrin is a guy who's only 23 or 24. He's, it feels like he's been in the league forever because he made it in his you know his draft plus one year um he's really coming into his own when he moves on from arizona i think people are really gonna start figuring out how good this dude is like i watched him play last week against the flames and control made him look stupid a few times but like he's just dynamite out there he moves the puck well he skates incredibly well i remember when he was playing here in the gthl with the um with the um with the junior canadians and we went to we went to school with a guy that played against him and he was like this guy doesn't even try out there he just skates around like it doesn't even matter and he's proving how good he is now and Dougie Hamilton will only be I think 33 maybe 34 I still think he's going to be one of the top defensemen at least for for Canadians I think he's going to be still really good guy moves the puck extremely well hopefully he can stay healthy he's out with a broken jaw right now which like so unfortunate sucks. I know and, and like all it, of New Jersey the they had so had. many players with the broken yeah. jaws yeah, they keep getting hit in the face with pucks. I think Dawson Mercer got hit. I think Jesper Bratt might have got hit. Yep. Or was yep. it Jesper Boquist? I don't know. But and then Dougie oh, got Boquist. So Boquist. It was Boquist. Yeah. So um, it. I. I still think he'll be there. He might even get a bigger role in the top four potentially. Um, but he's still going to be, in my opinion, probably still a really good power play specialist to have back there. Even though you have Kale McCarr, who <laughs> is the best power play guy potentially, potentially in the league. On the There's back options end there, there so. like Theodore there is too. so many. Yep, Theodore is really good. Devontae's isn't the greatest, but like even Ekblad, we've seen can quarterback a power play. So Chitrin, um, like that dude's a goal yeah, scorer. Jacob Chitrin, like yeah, like it's it, they're still like the defense is still stacked. And then we got Owen Power, Tom Shabbat as the extras. I think Owen Power is going to be that'll be an interesting one because there's a chance this guy might be in the top four in four mm, years. See, that's where you know I, I mean? think he makes it. 
just based off of like Dougie Hamilton's never been to an Olympics. Neither's Tritrin, neither's Ekblad, there's Theodore. None of these guys have been to an Olympics. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a brand new decor. It's a brand new decor. Um, yo, Owen Power is currently playing. Owen Power has the most experience. <laughs> like yeah. as we speak, Owen Power is currently playing. Ain't that crazy? That's, well, that's nuts. That's the circumstances. I understand the circumstance, but it's still pretty, still pretty wild. The last Olympics, they didn't take any young guys like that. There's a turnover, and remember, like the last couple of Olympics, we always kept saying like the decor was almost the weakness of the team. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Edward Vlasic, like Listen. all right there, I guess. Um, the defense of this team is probably its strong suit. If I'm being honest, top end scoring that. and defense is yeah. where I think Canada is really going to shine. And then you have guys like Power as the extra, and then we also had uh, Hot Sambacho, Thomas Shabbat, who's also very, 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 very good. Exactly, and like <laughs> they're all big, they're all fast, and Canada's just lucky that they have the mix of whatever new age defenseman you want to put in there, whether it's somebody that can move the puck or be big they're all puck movers and big and yeah they can play all situations like we said like who quarterbacks this power play four to the six can six and then there's six even can. then there's even guys that we don't even mention like morgan riley's still gonna be you know he'll be relatively young speaking not young but like he'll still be in a playable play he'll still be playable jb drysdale is a guy bowen byram like there's a lot of guys that potentially could be you know, in there, it, it's a it's good news for Canada moving forward that mm-hmm. they're really solid on the back end. Yeah. Uh, they're just the, the the position of absolute absolute uncertainty is in net. Yes, because Carey Price is going to be gone. Mark Andre Fleury is most likely going to be gone. Who knows about Jordan Bennington? Who knows about Darcy Kemper? Mm-hmm. Um, but Thomas, who do we got in net? We got some flyers, boys. We got some guys we don't know who they're going to be. We don't even know what they are now, let alone in 40 years. Yeah. Um, but our starting goalie is Carter Hart. The backup goalie is Mackenzie Blackwood. And the third goalie is Devin Levi. Uh, you could say it's a surprise, it's a shock. But for me and Tom, like I think we were discussing it before, like I don't really think it is because he's played the World Juniors. He's playing at the Olympics. I don't know if, if he's he going to start home, there. Hopefully but he plays. Yeah, because Eddie Pasquale is playing in that. But uh, Levi is at the Olympics as well. Like, he has experience with Team Canada. Um, he will be hopefully Buffalo's number one goalie by then. Hopefully Buffalo gets a little bit better. He gets more wins. He gets more saves, gets more recognition, and gets more of an eye around the league. But like you said, Russo, it is definitely not the strongest point on this team anymore. We couldn't have said that 10 years ago when they had Fleury as the third goalie going to the Olympics, when they had yeah, Rodor and Luongo. And then even in 2014, it was Price, Smith, was and Smith didn't even touch it. Was it was it Luongo? No, was it Luongo? It might have been. Yeah, Luongo. it was Luongo. Yep. Yeah, and like Flurry, like I don't even think made the team that year. Nope. Yeah, it's crazy. They went from being really really strong in net to being an absolute question mark. It's you know? the turnover, I, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like I I think Sebastian Cosa, there's a chance. He could be there. We don't know how good he's going to be. Um, but there's like a lot of uncertainty in the net. It's not like Russia, like they're set for forever. Vasilevsky, <laughs> oh, Shosturkin, yeah. Sorokin, um, possibly Askarov if he gets his shit together. Finland's pretty set with you, say Saros. Um, Saros, Kukapeka, Lukanen. He has probably great. We really need to figure it out. Sweden with Markstrom, Leonard. I know they're a little older. I don't know where they're going to be in four years. Uh, you got Jesper Wallstat coming. Like, yep, there so, like, there's other teams that, like, they're they're set back there. Canada, not so much. But, hey, like, maybe Devin Levi is going to be really, really good. Who knows? Yeah, like, and you don't like, know in four years, Thomas, you said before, like, New Jersey could easily turn this around in four years. Hopefully they turn this around in four yeah. years. Where it's Philadelphia in four years, probably still <laughs> the basement. But, like, <laughs> I think so. I think you're right on yeah. that one. You know, and at like, least you'll know what Carter Hart is. And, like, Devin Levi coming out of nowhere, maybe he makes the Sabres next year. Three years into his NHL experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possible. They might bring him as the backup. They like him. Yeah. Team Canada seems to love this guy. So, yeah. so that's our lineup. I'll run through it real quick again. 
First line, McDavid, McKinnon, McDavid, Huberto, McKinnon, Lafreniere, Point, Marner, Kairou, Wright, Bedard, Marshan, Crosby, Stone, Sorelli, Byfield, Reinhardt as the extras, Taves, McCarr, Theodore, Ekblad, Checker, and Hamilton, Power, and Shabbat as the extras, and then Annette, Hart, Blackwood, Devin, Levi. Okay. I'm going to name the head coach for Team Canada. It is going to be Dave Tippett in 2026 because he's no longer in Edmonton, boys. What's... Good job. No, that's not a good no. thing. That's an awful thing. You think? How was that? How was he the problem? Like, uh, when you're starting 39 year old Mike Smith on the second half of a back to back, and yeah. then when he throws up an 890, you say it's not his fault. He played well. But if that was Mikko Koskinen, you'd be throwing him to the wolves and saying he's terrible. And uh, his, like, I fall, I, I, because I'm a Calgary fan, I do see a lot of Edmonton. Um, I do see a lot of Edmonton stuff come up on my Twitter feed. His lineup decisions are piss poor. Yeah, they are. I don't understand why Tyson Berry plays so much. So, so far you're saying two perfect things why he should be the head coach at Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His lineup decisions are piss poor. That's <laughs> be a theory. Look for him on the World Junior Team next year. Oh my God, dude, he might be Connor Bedard, um, fourth line center. Yeah, exactly. It's fourth line, thirteen forward. Dude, he's not even making the team. Um, no, but like when you see stuff like that, like why are McDavid and Drysaddle ever playing together outside of the power play? I don't know. When you know you actually have pieces now. I'm not saying they're deep, but you've added more pieces like Evander Kane, Jesse Puljujarvi, Connor Yamamoto, Evander Kane. Why are those two ever playing together? Because the um, other guys suck. <laughs> it, it's true. But like when you have a two-headed monster like that, it doesn't do anything for you. You have one line and that's it. Uh, why did Evan Bouchard only play like four games last year? Why are you shitting on Miko Koskinen all the time? I know he's not great, but why are you always going back to Mike Smith? Why does Tyson Berry play so much? Why is Duncan Keith a thing? Why is Cody wait, wait, CC a thing? I know that's I want to interject here, Russo. I know it's more on Ken Holland, but yeah, go ahead. So I was just going to say, this is all Ken Holland, dude. Why is he the first one to go? Oh, because he because has this big firing your coach is always fire. your firing your coach is your last bullet. McDavid has like what? Six, five head coaches now. Like, come on. Hey, well, hey, how many McDavid, head coaches? Coach Todd Mc, no, he had Todd McClellan <laughs> was the first coach. Ken Hitchcock. Dave, hey, he's going to be on a number four and, uh, they've named Jay Woodcroft as the Oilers head coach. Yeah, like, how the hell assistant? is that going to work? It's, it's not going to change another assistant thing. as well. Yeah, um, Jim Playfair. Uh, Jim Playfair. And yes. uh, Manson, whatever the guy's name is, also taken yeah. over. But no, this isn't going to change a thing. At least no. I don't think it will. It's going to be <laughs> like, it's like when the Flames fired Bill Peters because of whatever happened. And then they went over to Jeff Ward. They went on a little bit of a tear, but then they were relatively poor until he got fired last year. And like so Edmonton kind of had a bit of a bounce back the last couple of weeks. And then they lost two straight. There's that, but also too, like it's the situational timing of this all of if you wanted such a fresh start on your season, and you have such an opportunity to bring in a high power forward like Evander Kane. And it's in the back of your mind that you might fire the coach. Do it before you bring in Kane. Come sign Kane, start fresh. New coach, new top six winger, and you have an opportunity to write the season when everything's gone wrong before it's too late. And now it just looks like it's more of a mess. Mm-hmm. The whole Kane situation was a mess. Before Kane was yeah. even a thought was the Oilers were a mess. Mm-hmm. It was fixed for a week. Now it's a mess again. You fired your coach. That's never good. Also, um, Canadian teams that have ahead. fired their coaches this year: Montreal, Vancouver, Vancouver, uh, Jets, Paul Murray stepped down, and Edmonton. So and three Canadian teams have Yeah. Well, I was talking about Canadian teams. Oh, tr- sorry. True. Isn't it nice Calgary, to have? Toronto. Isn't it nice to have elite head coaches? Yes. I like two head coaches. Two out of the three head coaches head coaches this year that haven't been fired were Leafs. DJ Smith, Sheldon Keefe, and the Daryl Sutter. Coaches. Daryl Sutter. I like Daryl Sutter. No, but um, I remember when we talked about Claude Julian last year, when we said, will this turn around the Habs? 
And I remember I said, firing Claude Julian isn't going to fix that carry price is not good anymore. At least he wasn't in the regular season playoffs. He's a different animal. No, you're definitely firing. Firing Dave Tippett is not going to make Mike Smith nor Mikko Koskin in a better goalie. Mike Smith got a Bronx cheer when he had saved the first Did you shot. see? That was so good. And then he did the Patrick Wall. Like, he, he, like, he, he like that is out. not a good sign. Like That's oh what happens God. when you let in the first two shots of the game. You know, I, I mean, Ken Holland. Like, honestly, that probably played into Tippa being fired. I'm sorry. Possibly. Well, when you come out, like I said, after your goalie throws up an 890 and says, <laughs> oh, Schmidt, played a good game. <laughs> But you would have thrown Koskinen under the bus if it was Mikko Koskinen. Then I mean, yeah. like, and like I, I, four I goals know. on thirty shots last night. Hamilton had one on forty-one. Like, Flurry played a very like, good game. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did. But I I said it when Smith was in Calgary. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I don't give a shit that the other goalie played really well. At some point, I need you to make a goddamn save. And for a lot of his time in Calgary, he didn't do that. Except it was in the, the playoffs same thing. when he decided to go God mode. <laughs> it's the same thing with the Leafs that we're at now. I don't care that the other goalie played a fantastic game. Fucking score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How many goalies it's... are going to play great games? A lot of them because yeah, right? playoffs. Like... <laughs> well, they're NHL goalies. Expect them to make the saves. Exactly. Unless you're Mike Smith and you suck. So this you doesn't know? fix Edmonton. No, it no might it give doesn't. Them... The only thing it might give them is... The boost because you can see McDavid and Drysover clearly disengaged. Might give them the boost that um, teams get after bringing in a new head coach, but it's not even a new head coach. That's an assistant. I don't know. You know what? It, news, it's what news to drop. It's great. You know, I I didn't expect this to happen. I don't know about you guys. I really didn't expect. Same. I'm with you. That to happen. I thought they were gonna stick with him because you know Ken Holland. He's the guy that hired Dave Tippett. This wasn't a guy that was there when Kenny Holland got here, you know. And I, I am now very intrigued of what they're going to do come the deadline. They're not they're going to buy so hard. They're not gonna, but Tom and they should be buying every year. They should. When you have McDavid and Drysaddle, you should be buying every single year. Remember, like we said, with the Penguins. The issue is there's not enough assets to this trade deadline to get good value with who you're bringing in you have to be well, really, you know what if if you're really meticulous about it and the top end talent that edmonton will need will cost them a fortune okay but what and do they it need won't be enough what, what's edmonton's biggest need right now goaltending forward yeah. depth and like no, a defenseman no. goaltending goaltending they need everything. they're not look they're not good defensively i'll i'll, I'll say that first and foremost but a good goalie can sometimes make those yeah. things go away. Look at Mark Andre Fleury. Look how good he's been. He's masked but, a lot of issues. But Tom's kind of right. Like you, there, there isn't a goalie out there that's going to change that. There like, sorry, Corpusalo. You know, would like, would Mark Andre Fleury make a difference for this team? I think he would. Oh, for sure he would. A slight. It's over. He's, come that's on, not enough. over Mike. Over Mike Smith. The guy's like almost thirty-two. Like. And he's not doing good on Chicago's defense. Imagine Edmonton's. I don't know. I still think he'd be a big upgrade over. Not a big. Mike he Smith. would be an upgrade. It'll be a weird locker room dynamic too, mm-hmm. and it might be helpful because you have such a happy-go-lucky veteran. But it's just such a weird. Yeah, because you it got doesn't like all seem these, like a fit. You got all these nutcases and Evander Kane. The Duncan only Keith fit that and... Flurry seems to be for Edmonton is the fact that he's a good goaltender. Yeah, I I don't know. It's. They they had how much cap Edmonton had like twenty something million in cap space this summer. Yeah, and blew it on. And they didn't do anything of significance with it. You I brought think... him Zach. You, sorry, go ahead. No, I think while we're talking about the Edmonton, I think why we're talking about the Edmonton is because we're all disappointed. Like whether you want to lie or not, we're all disappointed because we want to see Connor McDavid play in the playoffs. We yeah, want to yeah. see him. Succeed. I said it last year that like like it's kind of embarrassing that the most he's ever gotten was his second year in the NHL. You know, that feels like 10 years ago, guys. It does. It does. We were doing we Rogers co-op Russo. Thomas, we were in grade 12 when that happened. Like it's wild that like, that's the last time we saw him significantly play in the playoffs. And like, 
we that's the only time he's ever played in the playoffs with fans. <laughs> think about how think about that atmosphere that was in Edmonton that season. Dude, get him it out. Was wild. Oh it was my wild. god. He's the guy to ask for a trade. Oh, he's not going to. Because he's boring. He's boring and he's not gonna be like, oh yo, the team's he's first. boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bought a new house with a heated driveway. I think he's just very content being okay there. And it's, I think that's an issue. It is because uh, I think he wants to win. I don't think Connor is a guy that's going to sell out for all the money in the world. But I also think that, you know, maybe he needs to do something. Like, I thought if they, like, even after last year, I was like, mm-hmm. even after, I remember after the 18 19 year, I'm like, if these guys don't make the playoffs in 1920, this guy's got to like, He's got to ask out, no? Mm-hmm. And it's like, then, but then they, they technically made the playoffs in 1920, but they didn't really because of the bubble. And then they lost to Chicago. And like, yeah. My point here is like, you have Dry Saddle who's openly upset and pissed and wants to win. He's pissy. Mm-hmm. He's pissy. He openly wants to win and he is angry when he loses. Dude, Connor Honor just seems hand. like content. He's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, I'm making $12 million. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I've come to the point where it's like, Tom, I'm like, I know it's like, this was like less than a year ago, but I'm so on board with the whole, like, make Austin Matthews the face of the NHL, because at least that guy's fucking interesting. And like, yeah. he's cool. And like, he like, seems like the, a fun dude. And That's my whole argument of Austin yeah, Matthews like, now is that the most like, valuable player to it. the National Hockey League. Yeah, like now that I'm thinking about it in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, like, Matthews is like way more like fun, marketable player. At the All Star game, at the All Star game, you saw Connor McDavid be told no by the ref to not take a penalty shot. That was kind of it. That's your stuff. He didn't do an interview. In the same streak, in the same, they were like, because Zegers went when he wasn't supposed to go. And they're like, oh, Connor, you can't go. It's like, what? Like, I'm the best player in the world. Fuck you. Didn't didn't do an interview. And then you have Austin Matthews mic'd up for the All Star game. Hilarious. Doing interviews all game the blackjack challenge he was talking and he was yeah. having fun and he was engaged with pavelski and kadri like i don't think he's having a good you time too who, who's who's more valuable to the nhl yeah right now it's awesome there you go and i don't even think it's close no it's not i don't close. know like but anyway like, i don't know it's will this change the oilers who knows only time will tell i guess when you think about it the flames losing that game to edmonton they'd prolong this a few more weeks of Dave Tippett at Edmonton. Um, but uh, it's finally happened. He's been fired. I wonder how, if it's a big sigh of relief to Edmonton fans. Because I know for, for me, last year when they fired Ward, but then they brought in Daryl Sutter, it's like, okay, that's I like that. But they're not bringing in a guy like Daryl Sutter. They're bringing in Jay Woodcroft, who was already on the bench. You know, I, I thought it was going to be Glenn Gullitson, which I was like, yes, do it. But No, that doesn't change. Yeah. yeah so um this has, episode was supposed to really be focused supposed on to be um, the olympics and then stuff the 2026 olympics and for the first i think this is like the first time that we've had like massive breaking news while recording yeah i think so like you know what guys i think we gotta do a couple of things but yeah I think we got to do uh, when it comes to the trade deadline, maybe a live, you know, episode. But all day, just on stream. I'm down. That'd be pretty cool, man. I'm not gonna. I'll lie. book the day yeah. off. I'm down. Um, but yeah, that's a that was a fun one. I'd say interesting. I wanted to talk about the Oilers, and then that happened. So that's that's good. But Flames leaf tonight. Yep. As I said the last time they played, it should be fun. Not as fun as before because we actually went to the game, but. Um, aren't you guys excited to watch a game with fans, though? A Canadian team with fans? Yeah. Aren't you I don't know what it feels like, Russo. Yeah. And that's the nice. one thing I've been, like, really, like, just, like, relieved about is, um, like, watching the Flames at home. It's like, okay, like, I know it's not full, but, like, at least, like, there's fans. And, like, it's not, like, empty and boring. Like, I hate, like, I hate watching games without fans. And Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto games are just, ugh. I can't watch it. Yeah. yeah, I think Winnipeg is playing without fans, or they were. Yeah, just boring, and I can't get into it. But anyway, um, that was a good one. That was fun. Uh, a lot of things happened. So 
Uh, I don't know. You guys have anything left to add, or we? Who they? Who they? Who they think go beat the Bengals? Who they? Go Bengals. Go Bengals. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't watch football, but go Bengals because I know Tom's is a Bengals fan. Our buddy Tyler's a Bengals fan. So uh, hopefully they win. That'd be fun. Um, anyway, uh, appreciate you guys listening in. As always, Instagram, Twitter at Brendan Leaf Pod, and we will see you guys in the next one. Uh, go Flames. Go beat on those Leafs. <laughs>